Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost to the Atlanta Hawks by a score of 132 to 121. And uh, yeah, if you could tell from the scoreline right there, not a lot of defense being played on the Raptors part tonight, giving up 132 points. And um, yeah, you got to give the Hawks a lot of credit, I think, first off. They played a really good game. Move the ball really well. We're really prepared for the Raptors. And the Raptors, you can run through some excuses if you want to. No OG, of course. He's still out with the calf issue. Nick said before the game that they expect OG to come back towards the latter half of the road trip. Uh, but, you know, you could say, well, the Raptors played against Brooklyn last night. And the guys played heavy minutes. You know, some guys approached 40 minutes. A long flight down to Atlanta. Back-to-back. Hawks were coming off a day off. The day before that. On Thursday, they got blown out, so obviously those guys were pretty rested. Yeah, you can put all these excuses together, but really, you got to give the Hawks a lot of credit. They played a really good game. Um, you know, you look at their stat line, I mean, you have six guys in double digits, including all five uh, Hawks starters in double digits. This is like <laughs> reminiscent of those Mike Boonholzer, uh Atlanta Hawks Player of the Month award um, type of teams where you, you know, you've, if you remember from that, uh, that season, um, their whole starting five got player of the month because, well, I mean, A, the starting five were playing well together, but also B, none of them, those guys were necessarily good enough to, uh, to get the award on their own. Uh, but the Hawks played really well. They, they shot the lights out from three. Uh, they, you know, they hit all their free throws, like 29 or 33 from the free throw line as a team is outrageous. Um, and yeah, they just beat the Raptors, you know, flat out. Their starters beat the Raptors, starters, their bench beat the Raptors bench. So, you know, that's what it is. You got to give them a lot of credit. Having said that, though, um, you know, I, I think for the Raptors, I do think that fatigue played a factor in here. Um, not the, not us. Look, listen, that's just part of the game, right? That's part of the game. Not use that as an excuse whatsoever. But I think fatigue did play a factor in. I think the Raptors were not as, you know, stingy as they usually are defensively. I think... Um, you know, some, some guys have some off nights defensively. Um, some guys looked horrible and, you know, some guys were just a step slow, but, uh, raps defensively obviously weren't, um, cutting, cutting it for, for tonight. And, you know, I think the Raptors have a pretty clear defensive strategy. Um, you know, despite the fact that, you know, we, we always talk about the Raptors defense being difficult and and Nick Nurse being tricky and he's he's all these schemes. That's true. But generally the point of the schemes is to stop your go-to player. We have seen this uh, for the three seasons that Nick Nurse has coached the Raptors now. He will target your team's number one player and try to take him out of the game. Uh, and, you know, yesterday against the against the, the Nets was a perfect example of that. You have James Harden only shooting eight shots in 40 minutes. When have you ever seen that? James Harden only shooting eight times in 40 minutes. You see James Harden shoot eight times in like four minutes, let alone 40, okay? So um, 
that's the that's the basic idea of the Raptors' a defense is that they're going to try to take away your number one guy and force other guys to beat you. And um, they tried to do that with Trey Young tonight, and Trey just he was just too slippery. Like that's the only way to describe Trey is that he's just a slippery defensive cover. Like he's just darting past people, blowing past people. You know, it wasn't even like necessarily that he was making all these shots. And he only scored six field goals, but he got to the free throw line 14 times. Yes, there were some outrageous calls that he got. I mean, that's been Trey Young's story this whole this whole season is that they've essentially made, made him the new Harden in terms of um, giving him real light calls. You know, Steve Nash called him out on it. Um, you know, Trey's averaging, what, 10 free throws uh, per game. Last year was at nine. So, you know, it's it's been a few years of this. Um, but he was very shifty. But honestly, a lot of the times he just beat the Raptors defensively. You know, you have a really good on-ball defender in Fairbairn Lee, if not one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. We've seen him. We've seen his work against, you know, Dame Lillard. We've seen his work against Steph Curry. Uh, I mean, damn, Steph won a whole game with one field goal, okay? That's that's really how much Fred was, was on, on Steph. Uh, and Trey was just, you know, blowing by guys. <laughs> blowing by Fred and... Um, it was uh, it was really impressive to watch, and and it's not even necessarily that; it's the passing. I've always thought that Trey's the best part of Trey's game is the passing. He's very shifty, obviously. You know, when defenses respect his three point shot uh, as much as they do, there's a lot of space. You know, he draws fouls, but really, it's it's the passing. The passing is is really next level with Trey, and with the Raptors, you know, they sent a lot of double teams at Trey. Guys coming up the level of the screen, mixing it up, blitz, you know, hard traps, all that kind of stuff against Trey and, and Trey was able to just make quick passes like I think he's obviously you know been so comfortable as an on-ball um, player for the majority like not even just his NBA career but going back to his time in Oklahoma and even before that in high school that you know he's always played this way so he knows when the defense is coming to him and he makes such quick passes now that there's nothing you can really do to spring traps on him he's just gonna beat your trap by passing and on a night where the Hawks were also shooting the lights out from three, they shot 19 of 36 from three tonight. Um, on the season, they're 25th in three-point percentage. So, of course, that is a, a, a wild night. If they shoot their normal percentage, you take away like three threes from their score, all of a sudden it's a much different story. Of course, that's not how basketball works. But, um, you know, the, the Raptors just couldn't contain Trey. It's, it's actually really impressive to me because – um, you just we've seen our Raptors not defend this season. They're, we've seen the Raptors lose this season on account of their defense. Things happen, right? We've seen guys go off and you know decent nights. You know, Jason Tatum comes to mind, Brandon Ingram comes to mind, whatever. But generally speaking, I have not seen the Raptors just so have so much trouble containing one dude. And I think Trey, it's a real a testament to his his ability that that he's able to do that. But yeah, the Raptors just couldn't get a handle on him. And literally throughout the course of the game, the Atlanta Hawks just kept scoring. Um, you know, the second quarter was particularly egregious. I think that oddly enough, that wasn't a lot of Trey. That was a lot more of the Raptors bench, not having the requisite, um, I don't know, defensive energy against the Atlanta Hawks bench, the Hawks. I mean, I mean, also it was just some ridiculous shot making. I mean, that's where I'm just like, all right, you know what? Solomon Hill and Tony Snell are going to combine for four threes in the quarter. It's just ridiculous, right? You know what I mean? But then again, I think mean, I can't be surprised. Those guys have killed the Raptors many times in the past. Um, but the Raptors just couldn't lock in defensively. And, and it was really tough to see. And, you know, um, it can, it created this kind of game where the Raptors just needed to score to match the Hawks. Like, and, you know, the Raptors had the lead early. They lost the lead in the second quarter. And they just kept trying to fight 
you know, this uphill battle against the Hawks and the Raptors just didn't have the offensive execution to do it. I think, you know, you look at Kyle Lowry, obviously phenomenal game against the Nets tonight, nine points, four of 16 shooting just wasn't good enough. You know, offensively was missing his threes, you know, shots weren't going in for him. Uh, Fred, you know, forced a lot of shots at the rim, uh, but he just wasn't going. And honestly, even Pascal, right? 15.6-15 shooting as a number one scorer, only two free throws drawn. You know, there was issues there for him offensively as well, although I think the Hawks were really, really collapsing on, on, on Pascal. Very, very hard. Um, so, you know, it just it was a loss a whole way, and um, it was just tough to see. But in terms of the positives from this game, one of the big positives, obviously, is Chris Boucher having a career night. 29 points for Chris. That's a career high for him. 10 rebounds as well. Uh, and this was such an impressive game from from Chris because the Hawks actually have a decent amount of size. You know, Clint Capella has been, you know, honestly one of the best centers in the NBA uh, performance-wise. Just in terms of his permitted production, he's been really, really good. Um, although, let me just check that because, honestly, I, I, you know, that, that does sound like something wild to say coming out of my mouth. But, yeah, Capella, man, he's, he's leading the league in rebounding this year. Um, he, he's, you know brought up level of stability defensively to the Hawks that the Hawks have needed. Um, and yeah, him, him and Trey have really paired well. Um, you know, I, I think the fact that um, you have Capella down there, you have John Collins down there, and then even the, the Hawks wings aren't really small. Like you look at like Cam Reddish, for example, this guy, I remember watching him when Duke came to Toronto, that was the the infamous game where Zion f- played his first like preseason game. This is in Mississauga at the the Hershey Center. Although I guess they changed that to Paramount Fine Food Center, whatever. Um, but Duke came to play, and that was also RJ's homecoming. And you know, coming to Mississauga and playing that was a great game. Honestly, great execu- exhibition. Zion dunked on some seven foot three guy from from um, from Ryerson. Uh, it, it was there were some ridiculous highlights, um, but. You know, I remember, you know, uh, talking to Cam and, and, and speaking to him and stuff like that. I mean, he was so skinny back then. Uh, and, you know, he was, you know, kind of described as this like Kevin Durant kind of figure. When you look at Cam now, he's really filled out physically. And he's pretty big, too. I mean, he was always very tall, 6'8", but he's really filled out at 6'8", now. Um, you know, Herter is tall for a shooting guard. So, And even off the bench, they got good size. Like, no, no, one, no one on the uh, Hawks bench was small, right? You got Solomon Hill, Rajon Rondo, Tony Snell. Those guys are all big for their positions. Uh, Gallo is, you know, six six nine, and Okongwu is pretty athletic and, and pretty big himself. So it's a big team for the Atlanta outside of uh, Trey Young. Um, and so for Chris Boucher to get seven offensive rebounds against this team, it was very very impressive. Um, you know, and Boucher was just so active. Um, you know, obviously he was asked to do a lot defensively again, uh, and he was doing that as well. But yeah, Boucher was you know delivering so much for the Raptors. I think the Raptors. Um, especially with the guards not going, that pick and roll game. In order for that to be, you know, sustained, that had to go to Boucher for 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 that sustenance. And and Boucher was rolling to the basket, finding gaps uh, in the right spots, beating the Hawks defense. And again, seven offensive rebounds, leading to a ton of putbacks for the Raptors. Um, you know, Boucher collecting air balls, putting them in. You know, just like following up plays. He was just in on the play every single play. And the, what's most impressive about that is. Boucher pretty much played the entire second half, even though this was a bench player, right? Because, you know, bench players are generally not going to have the opportunity to play that much. But, you know, Boucher checked into the game um, with 7 minutes and 37 
seconds left in the third quarter, and he did not come out, which means he played a consecutive stretch of 20 minutes. And, you know, he did all that despite the fact that he was also the Raptors' most um, active player offensively and defensively. Well, maybe not defensively. Pascal was pretty active too, but um, it was just very impressive to see. Um, and it was a good performance from, from Chris. It was a career high, very insistent performance. And, you know, it, what was kind of a letdown, well, not kind of, it was a big letdown, was the fact that you, know, you compare what Chris was doing off the bench to what Aaron Baines was giving them at the starting five. It was, it, it was, I always say, say it's night and day. Like, that's, it's, it's such an overused trope. Like, it was almost embarrassing, you know? And, you know, it, Baines had been on a good stretch recently. He really had been. He really settled into his role. He was, you know, it was complimentary of his play. Uh, I think he had some good matchups, you know, whether it was DeAndre Jordan or uh, Ben Matabayo or DeMontis Sabonis, like kind of traditional centers, and he did a good job. And you would think today against Capella, kind of the same deal. Right away, you knew that Baines was not hit for for this game because Capella in his first shift blocked his shot at the basket. Baines, you know, threw up an air ball three wide open, of course, you know, just airballed it. Um, and then Capella collecting offensive rebounds, scoring putbacks right over Baines, you know, uh, you know, Trey Young going by Baines. It was it was ridiculous. And it, it just looked like early season Baines again, which, uh, you know, and, and it's not like the Raptors lost specifically because of Baines. I think, you know, um, the main players of the Raptors didn't play well enough. Like I'm looking more at Kyle scoring nine points and I'm looking at Baines, you know, in his 15 minutes being a minus 10. But having said that, it's it's deflating. And it's super deflating when you watch, like, uh, him just blow wide open layups. Um, you know, in a game where the Raptors are really, really pressed defensively, they need to keep scoring. And then the Raptors work a great play. Pascal draws the double, finds Baines for a layup, miss. Um, Kyle, you know, draws the defense, finds Baines in transition for a follow-in for just like a transition layup uh, as the trailer on in, in transition, which is about as basic of a play as it gets for a center outside of just, you know, a wide-open dunk and, and Baines missing that. Uh, it's deflating, man. It just is. And then you look at things like zero rebounds in 15 minutes. Like, zero? Like, if it, you know, I, you, you just at least got to grab the, the, the board. So it, it was it was disappointing to watch. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe it was just the fact that it was the, sec- the back-to-back. You know, obviously that's going to affect the older players more than the younger players. You know, obviously Boucher was still quite active, even though he played a big part in that Brooklyn game. Uh, you know, Baines is, what, 34 years old? Looked like he was, you know, 34 years old today. And, and and Kyle Lowry, you know, a little bit of the same, although Kyle was obviously way more active. But, yeah, it was a, it was a tough night um, for Baines. But, you know, there was a lot of guys that just didn't fully have it for them, the Raptors. You know, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Fred forcing uh, layups that just went nowhere. Uh, he was able to sustain his scoring. I mean, he had 25 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, you would say. It's not a bad game. And I don't think Fred necessarily played a bad game, but a lot of that was also, you know, when the defense got to a point where nobody could play it because of the officiating was, again, another similar to that Nets game. Just a very comical uh, series of decisions by the officials. I believe four texts being called, um, you know, Trey Young getting... I swear to God, a mosquito could sting Trey Young and he'd go to the free throw line. Uh, you know, it's 
that's that was the level of officiating. And generally speaking, if the refs call that standard as a smart veteran point guard like Fred is, take the opportunity and attack the defense because you know if they, if there's any contact, they'll call it. It's almost like a guilty conscience by the officials. So I thought Fred was able to grift his way into a few free throws, which is great. Um, that was the most efficient part of his game tonight, but. You know, it's just it wasn't really coming off. Um, in terms of the other more positive things, I thought Norm was really good in his role. He, I think he had the vast majority, if not all, of the Raptors' transition points. Um, you know, every single time the Raptors, whether it was a make or miss by the Hawks, and the Hawks were really good at getting back in transition. That is something that's really like if you're just going to be if you can just keep the other team from not getting out in transition, you're halfway there to being a good defense. And the Hawks really just need to be halfway there to be a good defense because they do have some offensive weapons um, to do some other stuff. Although they honestly have some personnel this year to, to really be a above average defensive club. But um, Norm was the exception. Norm was just the Raptors would inbound. Kyle or Fred would just throw a quick hit ahead to, to Norm and he would just punch through and, and, and go right to the basket and finish, draw contact. Norm was doing a really good job out there. And, you know, he has what, his uh, six. 20-point game in his last seven, the the lone exception being yesterday against the Nets where he had 18. And he had, you know, if you recall from that game, a couple of missed uh, foul calls that would have probably got him to 20 again. But, yeah, it's becoming very automatic for Norm to make his uh, shots. You know, it's – and I think automatic for Norm doesn't necessarily mean he's going to make all his threes. That's usually when you think about an automatic player, you would think about them making jump shots. Uh but it, it, he was automatic in the sense that he was making the read so quickly, so alertly, and with so little hesitation that it gave the defense absolutely no chance to react to him most of the time. He's just so decisive. He was reading the opportunity, and he was just taking it. Um, and Norm has, you know, I, I always think that when Norm can score like 20 points without even, you know, relying that much on a three-point shot, of course, you know, a lot of people can get to, uh, you know, a, a high-digit scoring night if um, if you're hot from three, right? That, that of course, that happens. Uh, but Norm only won three tonight, and he still got 20 points. I thought Norm was good. Of course, later in the game, the transition opportunities start to dwindle a little bit, and his effectiveness kind of drops because you do need him to play in transition. But I no complaints about how Norm played tonight. I thought Bembry made some nice passes. Um, I think he set up Boucher for a dunk or something like that. But Bembry made some nice passes. Boucher had some posters too, by the way. I forgot to mention, but Boucher had two absolute poster dunks. It wasn't quite Demar on Boucher, but um, definitely, definitely some really nice posters for for Boucher to to, to keep in his. Um, I don't know, man. Do people still hang posters? I guess not, right? Like if you're an adult, you're hanging a poster of yourself in your room. That's that's maybe a bit strange. Although I really can't judge. Those were great dunks, but. Um, Aside from that, you know, it, it just, yeah, the Raptors just didn't quite have enough. You know, uh, they wanted Terrence Davis to play. He played 17 minutes, committed three fouls. You know, I thought it was a risky move to bring TD into a game in the third quarter where the Hawks were already in the bonus. The refs were already calling it very tight. And I'm just thinking, all right, so TD's going to come in the game. He's going to guard Trey Young. How's that going to go? Well, Davis is guarding Trey Young off a pick and roll, 35 feet from the rim, reaches in, two free throws. Just just a pointless foul there. Then Terrence is shading uh, Trey Young in the backcourt, just pressuring him like 90 feet away from the basket. Now there's two free throws. And, you know, whatever. I mean, it happened to guys like Bembry, too. Bembry's a more disciplined defender. Uh, but, you know, it's almost inevitable that that's something that will happen. And you just 
really need him to cut down on the mistakes because there is there are things he can do offensively. You know, he had a three. He also took a wild step back three with like 15 seconds on the shot clock. That was an air ball, and I don't understand the thought process that went into that one because it wasn't like he had a step on his man or a great mismatch. But alas, um, yeah, that wasn't really working out. Stanley came in, gave them some minutes, hit two threes. Um, you know, but I think defensively the Raptors just couldn't lock in enough to sort of amplify what Stanley does well. Utah got a, a shift in the first half, didn't really do much. Stanley got his minutes in the second half. Um, yeah, you know, it just was one of those nights where Raptors just didn't have enough to beat the Hawks, and so you know, it is what it is. You you take the L on the chin and just kind of keep it moving. Of course, I think um, this is going to be one of those years where it's going to be so up and down for pretty much every team. Like coming into this game, the Raptors had the longest win streak in the NBA at three games. Like, you know, that's just not going to be great. Um, and I think it, it is due to the nature of no fans. It's due to the, 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 the nature of, you know, rosters being, you know, in flux. Um, obviously, the, the league's COVID handling is has been very strange, to say the least. Um, but, yeah, it just, for whatever reason, the Raptors didn't have enough tonight. And, and look, it's, it's a tough road trip, right? The Raptors had gotten the first two wins of the road trip. That's great. This was a winnable game. Um, I think the Hawks played so well that it, it became out of reach for the Raptors, especially the way Trey was playing and the way guys were hitting threes. But this was a bit of a winnable game. The Grizzlies will be a winnable game. The Wizards will be a winnable game. And then the Celtics at the very end of it. Second half of back-to-back. That one's going to be very, very difficult. But, you know, if the Raptors can go 4-2 and two on the road trip, you'd be pretty thrilled. So, uh, hopefully, you know I mean, the Raptors are 2-1. and one. They're on pace to do it. Um, but, uh yeah, it it was a, it was not necessarily even a bit of a missed opportunity, but you know, this game just didn't break the Raptors' way. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, in terms of your three stars from this game, obviously, number one star goes to Chris Boucher. Uh, just a tireless performance you know uh, again this the, the juxtaposition all season between what Boucher has done and the way he has played versus the way Baines has played has been just tough you know I think Nick is pretty set on bringing Boucher off the bench which um I understand I mean look he's done really well in his role do you necessarily want to change his role not necessarily however it does create opportunities where um if the starter struggles and you really want to ride your bench guy, then all of a sudden you might have situations like tonight where Boucher plays 20 straight minutes, which as much as he did play really well in those 20 minutes, that's not a sustainable formula going forward. Whereas if you start a guy, you can at least give him a bit of a breather, then bring him back in. You can stagger the minutes a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, Boucher was excellent tonight, and honestly, you needed him for the 20 minute stretch because he was one of the only players of the Raptors who had um, you know energy in their legs. So yeah, Boucher, 29 points, 10 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds. That's he single handedly had more offensive rebounds than the Hawks, who only had four. Of course, the Hawks, you know, pretty much ditched the offensive rebound except for when Capella was matched against Baines. But, um, yeah, Boucher was really good. 10 of 13 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. Only thing is he missed some free throws, 7 of 13 from the free throw line. You know, he's normally good from there, usually around 70%. So that was low. But, you know, Boucher also gives you an assist, two blocks, uh, and only one turnover in 33 minutes. Fantastic night for Chris. Career high. Second star. That's where it gets difficult. (laughs) I, I'm going to give it to Norm. 20 points, 4 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, 2 steals. I like how disruptive Norm has been defensively. He's, he's, he continues to come up with just like steals where he's just digging in. and I think, I think he's really locking defensively as well as what he's doing offensively. Um, didn't make his threes, only 1 of 5, but got to the free throw line 6 times. Uh, and yeah, got you know was the Raptors' only weapon in transition. So I, I thought Norm played a good game there. And then third star, you know... It's hard to say. I mean, I guess Fred... I mean, Fred did have 25 points on 10 of 11 free throws and 3 of 7 from 3 and 6 of 18 from the field. 6 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals. Uh, but, I, you know, I just... I don't know, man. It's not like his defense when Trae Young was bad necessarily. I think the, def- the the strategy was to press up on him. Don't Obviously, don't give him any space. You can, you, you can definitely pull up from anywhere uh, and to sort of shade him towards help. But, you know... It, I don't know, man. To the eye test, it just didn't seem as impressive as a usual Fred um, defensive performance would be. I mean, I don't really want to give it to Pascal either, though. That's the problem. 15 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Defensive energy was solid. Really was really solid. And Pascal's locking in that on that end. But some missed opportunities. So, I mean, I guess they both missed layups. So, I guess I'll give Fred the the, the third star. But, yeah, it's a, it's an uncomfortable one for that one. I just think the Raptors kind of did lack that third guy to, to really support the effort. Um and to carry them because, yeah, the Raptors, you know, defensively just were not doing the job. Turns out Gerald Henderson award winner. Um, I don't, I don't really, I guess I'll give it to Gallo. Like, it's not like, okay, so 14 points for Gallinari, a veteran who's been in the league many years and established score. It's not obviously out of his skill set, but um, Gallo had been struggling a little bit this season. Um, and to see him tonight, I mean, he was just very effective in his, in his role. Um, as pretty much just like a six man kind of gunner, you know, I think as a hub of the offense, um, you know, whether it was in the post, you know, drawing doubles, you know, and kicking it out or, uh, him scoring on the few opportunities that he did have very efficient, man, 14 points, four of six shooting, uh, three threes as well, three free throws, five rebounds, four assists, plus nine and 25 minutes. I thought Gallo was good. So I'll give it to Gallo. So, uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough loss. Um, but it's an acceptable one too. I think the Raptors gave their best effort. This is the best they could do tonight, and uh, just wasn't good enough. And you got to give the Hawks a lot of credit because they played really well, man. And the Hawks this year just aren't the, the same Hawks as they were before. Like you know, before the Hawks were like a, a guaranteed win every single time. Um, they were just so weak defensively. They didn't play well together. They had so many young guys in the rotation that didn't know what they were doing. Now you look at the composition of their team. Like, their bench is four veterans, like Gallo, Hill, Rondo, Snell. Those are all vets surrounded with Okongwu, who is, is a rookie. But, you know, if you have four vets surrounding a rookie, you can generally carry that. Um, Capella's an experienced guy who's been on a winning team in Houston. Collins and, and Trey Young are very talented players who have definitely leveled up 
And even guys like Herter and, and Reddish are, are pretty solid. Reddish is a nice two-way player. Herter, honestly, defensively, didn't look bad tonight. So, uh, And he scored 19 points. So you got to give the Hawks a lot of credit, man. They, they played really good. So sometimes you just uh, play your best game and lose. And that was the case of the Raptors tonight. So the Raptors get one night off on Sunday before they travel to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies this year. Um, not bad. Not a, not not very not bad at all. I mean, they're nine and eight. They obviously missed uh, had a couple of games canceled due to uh, COVID. Um, they have lost their two games against Indiana and Houston um, this week tonight. How do they do? They um, what do they do tonight? Man? They uh, lost to the Pelicans. So you know they're on a three game losing slide. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully the Raptors can get a little bit of rest on their day off. And uh, come back with a renewed effort and energy. Given the, how much <laughs> the Grizzlies um, are going to sit back on defense and you know rely on some of their big men um, and try to load up in the paint, you know you're probably going to expect an, another you know um, difficult night for the Raptors centers. But you can pretty much say that every night. And uh, yeah, so look, it's it's still a winnable game for the Raptors. They've been playing decently of late. You really can't knock the Raptors for the fact that, of course, after their two and eight start to the season, the Raptors have been eight and five. That's that's not terrible. That's not terrible. That's closer to what the Raptors you would expect from the Raptors. So, um, hopefully, the Raptors can uh, get back in the winning ways when they play Memphis on Monday. So, thanks everyone for listening. Um, continue to rate, review, subscribe. Appreciate everyone's support for the show. It's really sincerely. Uh, Appreciated, and uh, yeah, I'll be back on Monday to recap Raptors Grizzlies. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.